Hey y'all, welcome back to Wisdom for Women. So today we're going to talk about generational curses. This is a term that I've heard for several years now. It's even something I grew up hearing myself. So it's a term that I feel like people are feeling really tied down because of. And oftentimes I hear girls from my past say, there's no point in going to church or doing all of that because I have a generational curse that's just going to keep me from doing those things. For example, I've had friends say that I can't get married because my family has a generational curse on it and every person in my family has gone through a divorce, so I'm doomed. So there's no point in even trying anyway. Well, then you have other people that talk about things like um, alcoholism that runs through their family and they call that their generational curse. While yes, there are psychological things that go along with um, you being raised a certain way and you either have the choice to follow suit or other psychological things that come into play that will either help you be pushed away from continuing that lifestyle or you end up following that same lifestyle. But in the terms in the biblical world, we're talking about the generational curse that everybody's always talking about. And it's this idea that I have all these things wrong with me because of the sins of my family. And so because of their sins, then I have their sins. And so I continue on with their sin and I'm just doomed. So I'm here to tell you right now that we have proof for this not being a thing, that we are not responsible for the sins of our family. We're responsible for our own sins and we will account for them on our own judgment. And we're going to look today at Ezekiel 18 verses 19 and 20. And I am reading out of the New King James Version. Yet you say, why should the son not bear guilt of the father? Because the son has done what is lawful and right and has kept all my statutes and observed them. He shall surely live. The soul who sins shall die. The son shall not bear guilt of the father, nor the father bear guilt of the son. The righteousness of the righteous shall be upon himself, and the wickedness of the wicked shall be upon himself. But if a wicked man turns from all his sins which he has committed, he keeps all my statutes and does what is lawful and right, he shall surely live. He shall not die. None of the transgressions which he has committed shall be remembered against him. Because of the righteousness which he has done, he shall live. Do I have any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? says the Lord, and not that he should turn from his ways and live? But when a righteous man turns away from his righteousness and commits iniquity and does according to all the abominations that the wicked man does, shall he live? All the righteousness which he has done shall not be remembered because of the unfaithfulness of which he is guilty and which he is guilty and the sin which he has committed. Because of them he shall die. 
All right, so what is going on here? So to sum this all up, God is telling them that just because the father has sins, but the son has been righteous, the son will not be guilty because of the father's sins. Each soul, he says in verse 20, the soul who sins shall die. So it's each soul that's an individual. Your soul is not accounted to be on the sins of anyone else but your own. So if you're righteous and you are striving to be righteous and live a holy life and walk according to God's word, then God's not going to account your sins any, lo any longer. He's going to see you as his child. But he says that if you're continuing in a sinful life, then how are you going to live? If you're not trying to walk according to my word, then how should you live? Like, how are you going to live with me in eternity and in your judgment? What is it going to be like for that soul? God tells us in, let's see, in 1 Timothy 2, Let me find it. First Timothy 2, 3 and 4. He says, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. So, you are not going to be judged according to the sins of your family members. That generational curse is not a thing because you are responsible for your own soul in the day of judgment. Let that be a comfort to you because Jesus already came to tear down that wall of separation so that we can have access to the grace to the eternal life and salvation that he has provided. Let that comfort of knowing that generational curse that you might have felt tied down to is not a thing anymore and you can feel comfort in walking through those doors of the church building and coming to Bible class and not feeling judged by yourself that you don't feel like you should be there or can be there when you should be there and you can be there because God loves you and he wants you to come to the knowledge of the truth. So if there is anything I can do to help you find that comfort and peace and knowing that you can have that truth and the knowledge, please reach out to me. I would love to study with you, pray for you, and help you get past any of these generational curse myths that are going on through your mind and help you find comfort in coming to church one day. And if there's anything else we can do for you, please let me know. Bye.